Welcome to the Thriving in Chaos Project. Certified divorce coach and credentialed mediator Paulette Rigo invites you to grab a favorite beverage, find a cozy seat, soothe your soul, and take a listen. This podcast was created and inspired by our courageous journeys, love for connecting with others, and having meaningful conversations that teach, impact, and heal through sharing our stories. In each episode, Paulette will be joined by some of the most experienced and compelling experts in all things divorce and transformation. Listen to prepare and thrive through the toughest chapters as we reveal our hardships, celebrate our lessons learned, and see the future clearly with encouragement, hope, and joy. Leave feeling empowered and prepared to approach life and maintain our dignity no matter what. Each podcast episode focuses on sharing real conversations from real life situations. Isn't it time you thrived? Welcome to the Thriving in Chaos Project. I'm Paulette, your host, and today I have Whitney McDuff joining me. I had the pleasure of meeting Whitney through a friend, uh, hi Jenny, who consulted that I needed to consult with Whitney because of my speaking passion. So I invited Whitney to be a guest on the podcast today. She is the CEO of Whitney McDuff Consulting. I also like to think of her as a speaking engagement coach. So welcome to the show, Whitney. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. My honor and privilege. So just a little bit about Whitney, for those of you that don't know her, you will. She really has clients showcased in Forbes, Newsweek, USA Today, and Huffington Post. Whitney works with a purpose-driven leaders to build visible, credible, and profitable brands through public speaking and public relations, known as PR. She's a speaker, coach, author, and strategist. She helps launch and build public speaking brands as thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and change agents in the community. She is the author of two best-selling children's books, Who Knew, The Lolly Tree, and Where the Lollies Go. I love that. Whitney and her husband, Jimmy, and two children, Holbrook and Heston, love those names, live in Charleston, South Carolina with their obese pug doggy. What is the doggy's name? Her name is Beatrice, but we call her B. Beatrice. Little little Queen B is just bumping around, being a fat little thing, sleeping 23 hours a day. It's pretty amazing. Deservingly so, right. (laughs) So I wanted to start because I know as having a business where I work with women going through divorce, on the back end, most of them have a question of, well, these used to be my skills, right? When I was either with a corporation or I had a job doing A, B, C, or D. And then during the marriage there, you know, sometimes they're stay-at-home full-time mom. And -hmm. then on the back end, it's like, well, what do I do now? Many of them are budding entrepreneurs and really making a great go of it. Some of them are very interested in the uh, the newfangled world of uh, social media, depending on their age, and other are terrified of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
I have to, I have to do a Facebook live. I have an Instagram TV. Like what is that? And now with more and more things being virtual, correct? I mean, it's just sort of the new way, the new norm. It becomes even more of a strategic shift, right? From the old way to the new way. So that is why I thought it would be great for you to give your insight, your story, how you got to be who you are, um, besides having two fabulous kids, a fabulous husband and a cute puppy. Put that aside, like tell us your story. How did you get to be, you know, did you know you wanted to do this work straight out of high school? Oh, I wish. I wish. And I say that all the time. I wish I'd known that this even existed at 19. I went through the gamut. I'd always been very motivated by like personal development and things of that nature. I love empowering people. That had always been something that had been a strength of mine naturally, but I never knew how to apply that in anything I did. I did it with my friends and my family, um, but forever, forever and ever and ever, I always took jobs in sales and marketing and PR because I love storytelling. I mean, that's really at the core of who I am. I love it in every capacity. Um, so that always seemed like a natural fit, right? But I couldn't I couldn't find the thing that clicked and it, everything that I ever did felt like a job. And I never understood those people that were like, oh my God, I could do this 20 hours a day. I'm so invigorated to do this work. Like this is my life's passion. I was always so envious of them because I'm like, oh my God, like, how does that happen? Like, what is wrong with me that I don't feel that way about what I'm doing? And I ended up taking a job that was doing PR for uh, public speakers and the, the light bulb went off in my head and it was like, oh, this is it. Because I had been trying forever to empower companies and that's, that's fun and exciting in its own way, but like it was the people and that revelation for me was such a game changer. I was very good at it, which built my confidence. I loved doing it. And I realized that it had finally married like my love of people, my love of storytelling, my love of connecting people. It was like this great role, but I could not stand who I worked for. Um, I am very big on integrity. We did not share that. And it, it ate me up, absolutely ate me up. So after a while of that, um, I found out that I was pregnant with my first child and it really came to a crossroads in my life. It was like, you know, it's one thing for me to carry this kind of stress and this anxiety going to work. Like it's quite another now that I'm a mother and I resigned the day after I found out that I was pregnant. Um, and I took a job at a law firm again, loved the people but I missed the work that I was doing so much. And I was struggling with imposter syndrome. I was like, oh, I could never do that. I could never do that on my own. Like who would listen to me? Why would this be a thing? And a several months passed and my old clients started calling. And they were like, Wit, you were the one that we wanted to work with. How do we make this work? Like, let's go. And I had a conversation with my husband. I said, this is, this is something. Like I feel driven from within to do it. They obviously see something in me and slowly, but surely 
my confidence about it built. And I put down the money because I had no direction. I'd never been a business owner. I knew nothing about it. All I knew was that I loved doing this work and I was good at it. And, and that was it. I had no, no idea how to go. I put down money that at the time I did not have for a strategic business coach. It was one of the best investments I have ever made in my entire life. It gave me clarity on what I needed to do because often when we don't know the path, we get shiny penny syndrome and feel like we have to do all the things. Gave me clarity and gave me the confidence to start asking for help. So often I feel like we, especially as women, think that we have to do things by ourselves and we have to be perfect at them. And it allowed me to accept that I, I'm not going to know the outcome. I just need to go forward. Mm-hmm. And my mentality changed. Like, I just need to pick up the call. I just need to ask the question. I just need to reach out to the person who is doing what I want to do or is living the way that I want to live get their advice and be so open to just constant growth and constantly being uncomfortable. And that was the biggest and best shift I have ever made in my life. Instead of trying to avoid being uncomfortable, I now seek it out. I grew very quickly. Um, My income with what started out as a side gig, like trying to help my old clients overtook my income at the law firm. And then it came to a crossroads again. My CEO that I was working for at the time was so supportive. Um, He was an entrepreneur. He has like 50 companies. He was incredible. And he, he knew it. Like he knew what I was passionate about. He'd seen me do the work, was so amazing, made the leap and have been growing ever since. And it really is a testament to what happens when you step out of fear and just keep going anyway, because I mean, I'm afraid all the time. I'm constantly stepping in rooms and I'm like, Ooh, do I belong here? And it's like, yes, yes, you do. And every single time it happens, I'm like, wow, glad I did that. Glad I made that call. Glad I did this. And I just, I really want to encourage all your listeners that if they are thinking about stepping into their own business or, you know, I'm in the speaking industry. It it takes a lot of courage to share your story with people, a lot of courage. But I fundamentally believe that if you have a skill set or a story that can help make someone's life better, you are obligated as a person to share that. And you have got to let that be bigger than the fear. So that's what I do now. So often people don't share their stories and experiences and skills because they're either lacking the roadmap or they're lacking the confidence. And my role is to give them both. So that's where we are today. Wow. You summed that up brilliantly. I'm, you know, knowing you the way I know you, and we've talked on the phone a little bit, I of course know a little bit of the insight for anybody who just listened. I think they get that. And you mentioned storytelling. We all have a story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're, I don't know, a newborn baby. And even they have stories if you're yogic like me and believe in karma. Because we all have that, you know, I've been here before feeling, right? Like, right. why do I know you? I feel like I've already, I know Whitney. Like, I probably <laughs> knew her in a past life. But so we all have a story, ladies. And, you know, obviously divorce makes it a little bit more interesting. But when you're in this realm of being... an entrepreneur. People always want to know, why do you do what you do? Mm -hmm. And there's this, you know, 
this uh, cliche I keep hearing, signature story, signature story. What's your signature story? For those people that are new to this world, like, can you describe in your own words what a signature story is? Sure. So to me, a signature story is the way that you relate information in a way that is very memorable and can positively impact someone's life. Mm -hmm. So people do not remember statistics and facts. And those are really important, right? Because they back up the things we need to know to get to the goal that we want to achieve, but they don't remember those things. They remember and relate to stories. So why it's so important to evaluate that for your own life is it helps you become a better communicator. If you can tell a story, you can instantly relate to someone. So you're building that trust. You're letting them know that like, hey, I get you. People like us have been through this. People like us have been through that. I can help get you to the other side. And that's the power. If you think about anything that you have ever been moved by in your life, it is tied to a story. Nobody wakes up and they're like, oh, you know, I heard a statistic that 46% of people end up in an XYZ relationship. Nobody's life changes because of that. They change because they heard a powerful story about someone who took action or had something happen to them and it caused a revelation, whatever it may be. And it fundamentally changed the course of their life. And that's what we want as humans. We want to be inspired to do things. We want to have a better way. And the best way to communicate that to people is through the power of story. Right. And there's a quote, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's something like, we don't remember days, but we remember moments. Mm -hmm. We remember how someone makes us feel. And the story is why you get the hair that stands up on your arm or the back of your neck. And you remember how the storyteller tells mm -hmm. their story. And you remember how you feel when you hear them share their story because you can identify and you can, as you use the word, relate to it. And right. I, yeah. It really and this is a, you know, we have to think back guys. I mean, this is a biological thing too. I mean, that is why our species has survived and thrived because of the power of story, because of the power of language, because of all of these things that have allowed us to thrive all across the planet. I mean, right. it really is amazing when you break it down. Storytelling is the most fundamental thing that is responsible for our success as a species. So it, it, it's really incredible. And, and the way that it applies now, I mean, I am of the belief that the internet is the greatest invention that ever happened to humankind. The ability to share experiences across the globe is just mind boggling to me. I think it's so beautiful and incredible that I can wake up and get on the computer and speak to someone who's 6,000 miles away from me. And that is an incredible thing. Social media is an incredible thing. And the ability we have now to connect, I know there are a lot of negatives that can be tied to it, but I think it's all about perspective and your boundaries with the resource, because if you use them correctly, they can not only change your life, but other people's lives. And that's, that's our job, right? To leave a legacy and to make people's lives better than we found them. And I think social media, storytelling, speaking, 
all of those things are just a tool to share the work that we are meant to do in this world. Beautifully put. And it does take a lot of courage to share your story. And we're not all born natural storytellers. I had a grandmother that could captivate the room by telling a story. And she was brilliant at it. I've had other family members that couldn't tell a story if their life depended on it. I'm not sure which one I inherited, but I know that those stories, even though I'd heard the story a lot, I still wanted to listen to her tell it again. Mm-hmm. And there are people that are just phenomenal speakers, not because they have the grammar and the syntax and all of that, but because they can really make you feel and, and identify and emulate a certain quality that is essential. So that signature story you, you said is, you know, summed it up so beautifully. Now, I want to go a little bit with the term shiny penny syndrome. Mm-hmm. For somebody that may not know what that is, and I, and I know it's kind of a common term. I think for me, it's that idea of the sparkly objects that mm-hmm. distract us, right? Or what's the new, the new, 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 new? Mm-hmm. Because so many of us as women are never satisfied with what we have. There's this feeling of not being content, You know, I'm not good enough, which kind of feeds into the imposter syndrome. Like, who the hell do I think I am being capable of being blank, 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 blank. There's a great Marianne Williamson quote, which I know I will also butcher, but it's something like, you know, who am I to be blah, 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 blah. You know, the long list, you can put in your own words, whatever your, you know, list of fears are. Um, Great, powerful, smart, you know, pretty, intelligent. And then the quote goes on to say, who are you not to be? You know, that is your birthright. That is who you are because we're all born perfect. Every baby comes out, you know, all of you that are mothers out there, remember the day they handed your gooey baby to you and you held it and you, you know, right. I mean, they're gooey. I'm a birth doula. So they just said that. I was like, that's such a great term to describe (laughs) that. That's exactly how it is. But you don't care. I mean, a kid could have, and they usually do have poop all over them or pee. We just, but we love them anyway, right? Right. For those of you moms that have changed how many damn diapers, but so they hand you your gooey baby, warm, wet, grincing, grimacing, crying, nothing. And you love it unconditionally. And this is who we truly are as people, as humanity, as, as women. But no, we have to pile on the bag of, you know, baggage, as we call it, of, of feeling like we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And so everybody else feels those lack of um, confidence that you say, it's your job to give them a roadmap and confidence. Love it. So I want to know who are the lollies and where did they go? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what a lolly is. Well, I'll tell you. Okay. So... My mom um, is called Lolly. Oh. My parents are spectacular. They taught us so much about love and confidence. The Lolly Tree is my first children's book. It's the story of a little boy who is overcoming the fear of the dark. And every character in the tree is um, nicknamed after a sibling. Um, Lolly is my mom. So he overcomes the dark. He essentially receives a stone 
that gives him the confidence to go down to this tree. He meets all these wonderful magical animals and figures out that they were the ones making the noises that he was so terrified of in the dark. So it's really about exploring, like, we don't know, we don't know, right? You know, go find out what's going on here and overcome your fear. Um, where the lollies go. So backing up five seconds, my mom passed away unexpectedly last year. Mm -hmm. And my mom is an incredible storyteller. She is the foundation of anything creative in my life. Um, so at her funeral, it seemed very fitting that I would write her a poem. She loved the lolly tree. I'm so grateful she got to see that come to fruition. Um, so I wrote a poem called Where the Lollies Go. And it's really about how when something happens to someone we love, that love never goes away. It transforms into other things. And what you can do is spend your life looking and enjoying those things that they loved. So it's all about the transformation of love when someone passes. And it was really written so that I could explain what happens to my children. And it was also written as a way for me to process the grief because I look for her in all the things that she loved. And so that became its own book. Um, it was a really wonderful way for me to celebrate her and help other people through the impact that she had on me because I sat down before her funeral and I was like, okay, if I were five years old, how would mom explain to me what just happened? Because, you know, we're always reverting back to our inner child, right? So you lose your mom, it's terrifying. And how would mom have explained this to me? And that's what I wrote and it became where the lollies go. Um, so, you know, it's really about with anything, right? We want to honor ourselves and we want to honor the relationships around us. And that's really what that is, like a labor of love to, to carry on her legacy and her impact in my life. Beautiful. And the second book, is that sort of the, the poem, the second book? Yep. So the second book is Where the Lollies Go. That's the poem. And The Lolly Tree is the first book about the little boy. Totally understand. Okay. So for those of you that have children, check it out. They look phenomenal. I am, I know I'm looking at a little cover of the book right now. They're quite pretty. Um, yeah, it's, we're always seeking that new book to share with our child, right? That new storytelling, right? Mm -hmm. And isn't that what children's books are, are stories that need to be told. Um, yeah, I always think back to the stories I would read with my kids when they were little. They're the best. Now, I, what, what'd you say? They're the best. I'm, They're storytelling the best. with kids is like the most fun thing. And that's, yeah, I used to love to go to school and volunteer to read stories to the kids because I just love telling stories too. Right. Now I digress a little bit going back to this feeling of you having that aha moment, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when someone is perhaps in a position that feels like a job or it feels mm -hmm. like work and it feels like ugh, hell, pardon my you know, language, but that's what it really feels like. You know, it's just mm -hmm. suffering. What advice can you give to them about how to find their aha moment, uh, you know, of the work that they were meant to do? So it's about listening to intuition and the universe, right? And it will keep speaking louder and louder and louder. If you are having that feeling that you know you're called for more, 
please listen to that. That is the universe trying to talk to you, however you want to put it. Start reaching out and understand fundamentally. Like I, I really want to encourage everybody to reframe imposter syndrome, right? So we often walk around and we're like, oh, I don't belong here, or I'm not smart enough to be here, or I don't know enough to be here, or I'm not experienced enough, all those things, right? Imposter syndrome, I encourage you to reframe as, you know, if you're not experiencing it, that means you're not thinking big enough. And I tell you that because I work with people who are at the absolute top of their game. They are successful by every measure and they still experience it because they are pushing themselves out of their comfort zone. And that is how we grow. And that is how we find fulfillment. So if there is something in you that is like, you know what, I really feel like I'm called to do more, a really practical thing that you can do is one, start talking to people that you love and say like, hey, like, you know, what do you, what do you think? Like, help me frame this because often other people see things that we can't see in ourselves. So starting to really identify and articulate what those things are, but the most important thing is to take a very small step forward. If there is someone in your sphere, online, somewhere, that is living the way that you want to live, I cannot encourage you enough to pick up the phone and ask if they will have a 15-minute conversation with you. And this is what I want to tell you, because right now I can already hear everybody like, oh, they'd never want to talk to me. People that are living an abundant life and come from a place of abundance want to share their knowledge. They want to share their resources. They are not in a competitive mindset. They want you to thrive and they know that there is enough for everyone. So please pick up the phone. There's a really great analogy that I heard and I think about it every single day. Often when we have these thoughts like, oh, I know I'm meant for more. I have no idea what it looks like. Everything seems really dark, right? It's like, oh, I don't have the path. I don't know. If you had to drive across the country in the middle of the night, your headlights can only see 20 feet. All you have to do is get that 20 feet and then you get the next 20 feet and then the next 20 feet. And by the time you're done, you've driven across the entire country at night, 20 feet at a time. And I really want you to think about that when you're thinking about your own journey, you're not gonna know the whole way. You're not gonna know part of the way. My company is totally different than what it started out as. And it, it, I'm constantly evolving, every entrepreneur is. Do not let that set you off from your path of impacting other people. Spoiler alert, it is not going to be the same as you think it's going to be today. And that is okay. What is not okay is for you to go another year, five years, 10 years, not stepping into your purpose because you were afraid of taking a step. Like, do not let that happen. Don't deprive us of that. Most importantly, don't deprive yourself of living an authentic life. Like if you believe that you are meant to do something for God's sake, love yourself enough to just take the tiniest step towards that life and keep doing that. Keep picking up the phone, keep learning all of those things. But 
if your North star is feeling like it's somewhere else, please love yourself enough to honor that because that is something deep within you. Your intuition is calling and you need to hear that as loudly as you can. So get quiet and think, 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 and learn, 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 and communicate, communicate, communicate. But please do not sit still because you are sitting in a fear that keeps you small. Sing it, sister. Love it. That was really beautiful. I, I'm, yeah, I was getting goosebumps just hearing you. Living authentically is what it's all about. So if you're stuck in that job, right, no matter what it is, I love how you said the word hate when earlier when you talked about your boss, you know, because we don't, we're not, we're taught as little girls not to use that word too often, you know, but like, if you're really truly that unhappy, then that is the universe screaming at you something's got to change, right? And there will be haters and there may be a huge lack of confidence, but picking up the phone, making those connections, having the conversation, investigating it is what it's about. And you are the expert to help women do that. Well, and I I do want to say something else. Like this is a really great role for like a friend that empowers you or whatever. But if you are not where you want to be in your life, you need to take a real serious look at where you're spending your time because instead of spending, you know, an hour and a half at night binging on Netflix, like what could you, that time accumulates. And when you look at the actual, like I thought at the time I had a newborn baby, I was like, oh my God, I don't have time to do anything. But when you really get serious about evaluating where you're spending every minute of your day, mindlessly scrolling Instagram, you know, catching the latest TV binge, whatever, that time adds up. And if you can get serious about investing that time in yourself in a real way, I promise those little tiny habits and steps will escalate your growth so quickly. Like, would you rather spend an hour watching something that is going to have absolutely no impact on your life or spending that hour on the phone with somebody who could move you in the direction of the purpose of your life. Like get serious and make yourself accountable for where you're spending this time because time is limited and you will never, ever get the time back. So use the time you're spending to invest in yourself. Right. Um, we have to invest in ourselves because no one else is going to do it for us, right? And we spoke earlier off, off um, Mike saying that, you know, personal development is, is not really an option anymore, in my opinion. You can take it or leave it, uh, listeners, but we are evolving. If you were and I were to have this conversation years ago and you said, you know, Paulette, I think you're going to be, a, you're going to found a divorce company and you're going to become a leader in the divorce world with coaching and mediation and blah, 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 blah. I would have said, well, what are you smoking? <laughs> I just, no, I, I was just teaching to flop, ball, chain, shuffle, hop, step, chenay, whatever, <laughs> and uh, taking kids to hockey um, and minding my damn business. You know, I would never have thought in a million worlds. Yes, I saw myself doing other things and, 
you know, went to school for journalism and I've always had aspirations to create, but not in this realm and not to the way that I'm doing it now. So listen up. If your heart, as your intuition says, as Whitney said, is screaming at you or even whispering carefully. This is why we want to journal and talk and really work out those emotions because if you're stuck, you're stuck in all aspects of your life. So if you do yourself feel like you have a story to tell and you really do need some help with telling it. What is that story? And some brand development. If you're an entrepreneur, um, in my opinion, Whitney is outstanding. So thank you for joining you. us here. She is a speaker herself, a writer, an author, a coach, and a consultant. So how do people find you if they want to learn more about your work, listen to you speak? Um, how do they find you? I'm super easy to find. I am Whitney McDuff across all channels. So all social, WhitneyMcDuff.com. Go sign up for my weekly newsletter. I sign or send out um, speaking opportunities every week, podcasting opportunities, PR ops, tips and tricks and all of those things for building your brand. So that's a super easy way to engage. Um, I'm on all the social media channels. You can email me if you have questions that you don't want to post publicly. That's a super difficult email. It's Whitney at WhitneyMcDuff.com. So, <laughs> I am very easy to find. I, you know, I want to be accessible to people and I, I'm here. I understand how vulnerable it can feel putting yourself and your story out there. I want to support people to do that. I think that my purpose in this life is to help other people be able to step into their own power and share their purpose and message. So I'm happy to help. Um, I, I love this today. I just, I don't know. I, I want everyone to feel like they can live authentically and, and share their story and empower others. That's what it's all about. Exactly. Uh, are you on Clubhouse? You, you are. I am. I'm Whitney not. McDuff on Clubhouse too. I think I'm the only Whitney McDuff around. If there's another Whitney McDuff, show yourself. But I think I'm the only one. So I should be pretty, pretty easy to find. And I love Clubhouse too. I've been on two weeks. And last night, Alyssa Panis and I had our, our first uh, club, which we're naming All Things Divorce. And the room is Divorce Dialogue. And we had a really great crowd last night of professional experts in all things divorce, attorneys, psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists, coaches, and many people uh, at the very beginning of the divorce journey. So we'll be on every Wednesday at seven and Sunday at eight, except this week because of the Super Bowl, we're doing 4.30. So um, check out Whitney and myself on Clubhouse if you're in the club and all the other social media channels, find her and seriously, don't get stuck. Don't live anything but an authentic life. Don't live in the um, imposter syndrome and know that it's your obligation and your job to tell your story and to make sure you keep thriving in the chaos. Till next time, Paulette, see you soon. Thanks for tuning in and make sure if you want to talk to us or ask us questions, you can always email us at thrivinginchaospodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.